listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from Red Hook, Brooklyn. Folks, hoy es muy caliente. Today is hot. It's 95 degrees in the shade, 35 degrees Celsius. You look down the street, streets are ablaze. Everyone's hiding from the sun rays. Welcome to Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. I don't know if anybody ever saw that film, but it is a New York summer and it ain't pretty. If you hear a humming in the background, it is the hum of my air conditioning, a.k.a. aircon. So, here I am. And, as per my last post on my, uh, on my Patreon page, I let everybody know that, uh, hey, we're looking at a kind of a funny landscape here as artists. We are exploring, because this is not a one-post type of thing, this is an environment thing. We are exploring a landscape in which blogs might just be decreasing as Spotify is increasing. So that's the, these are the channels in which we, uh, we usually hear about, read about music, and we, we take music in. 76% of music listeners are listening through Spotify. And I don't know if that number is America and Britain, or if it's the West. I'm not sure, but I, I read it somewhere recently. So basically, it's everywhere. So if you see me struggling and figuring, struggling to figure out how to tackle this, I am not alone. Many people are in a, situ a situation where it's like, hey, I've got great songs. I have great fans. I want to put an album out. What do I do when I join a population of all the history of recorded music for $9.99 a month? How do we get $10,000, dollars $50,000 to make a record? And where does that go? Is that the cost of being in a band these days, I don't have those answers, but I'm struggling through trying to figure them out. So thank you for all your feedback. Um, this is this is kind of a tremendous topic of our times. I know that Tom York has been outspoken uh, about the music industry, and different people have tried different things. I think things that are getting interesting. I will say, um, we watched Beyonce just drop her record with no press whatsoever. She can of course afford to do that. Taylor Swift. Um, staying off of Spotify, was it? Um, Tidal, Jay-Z's platform. People say that there's inflated numbers. Is that true? Will we ever find out? And Spotify, are they, are they breaching any kind of laws? Um, being an international company, I don't know. Um, I know that when I'm in Canada, they're in, in France as well, there's... Uh, you know, when you listen to popular radio, there's a certain amount of percentage um, of Canadian-only artists that are acceptable on the radio formats, as well as France. And it's to give their artists work in their country and keep uh, focus on what they have regionally, what they have to offer. And I think that, you know, obviously, poof, I'm not going to lie. I was just listening to Nina Simone on Spotify. I do Spotify playlists because this is the currency in which many of us are existing in. So to cut yourself out of Spotify, do you remember, does anybody remember when Lars Ulrich from Metallica um, wanted to sue Napster and everyone was sort of scratching their heads? I think everybody deep down knew that it was kind of a strange move for him to take on 
um, something that had been existing in the underground, piracy, I guess is what we could call it. Um, and then there was aggregates. Um, so it was, a, it was, there was LimeWire. There's been so many phases. There was MySpace. There was, there's Facebook. Now there's Instagram. There's the rise of Instagram influencers and this stuff. Huh. It's almost like the restaurant we're sitting in. Well, it has nothing to do with like the, the entrees that we're ordering, but it's the menu and it's the seats and it's the decor. This is the music world at large at the moment. And it's not just a new thing. It's been kind of steadily going towards this. And so ultimately we've got music heading towards, if, or if not smack dab in the throes of a Netflix model. A smorgasbord. Uh, give me, you go pay 15 bucks, you get a plate, and you, all you can eat. You just keep going, you get dessert, you do chicken, ham, beef, gravy, potatoes, salad. Keep going back, whatever you want. $15? Someone thought this up somewhere. Listen, if I get kind of lower quality food and I put effort into making it taste really good, put a bunch of salt on it and, and spices and so on, I would probably make more selling it for less, but filling up my restaurant doing volume. And I think that that's supposed to translate into numbers for the artists, but we know that it doesn't. Google it, check it out. It doesn't translate. Anyways, um, I'm watching Frightened Rabbit right now put out their 10-year anniversary covers record of their album behind them 100% as many people are. And I'm just watching the marketing of it and how they're trying to put the word out there. And I guess we could say on some level, because of the tiny changes foundation that they started, um, that I'm sure that the proceeds from the album will probably go towards supporting the band and probably you know going into the Tiny Changes Foundation and helping raise awareness for mental health and mental illness which is fantastic, but I'm just wondering like, if something this kind of like of our times and this urgent and this topic being so important, I wonder if people will still expect it to go to Spotify and like at what point do people heed the call and rise to the occasion and, you know, not just buy a t-shirt, but try to really not turn their face away. I think that's the first step is just not turning your face away. Uh, I have played for less my whole career. Um, I've played for fair wages. I've played for low wages. And then sometimes you get really lucky and you get a really nice gig. Um, I just got asked to come and speak at a school in California, actually two schools. This I would put under the category of a philanthropic, uh, holistic message based type of performance or appearance. And so this is like a really feel good experience. And I'm wondering with the internet, for us to get to these places like Tiny Changes and like speaking out about mental illness, you know, at a, at a high school, like, can we have this good, like, wholesome feeling that fills us up, like from entertainment? I mean, naturally, I think in film, we go towards documentaries to get this feeling. And I think that we can. And I, I think that the, the disconnect is kind of being mindful is very difficult out there in the world. Look at all the people that are trying to get in your wallet, like trying to get your money. Like it's an uncomfortable thing to kind of just be you going through the world, especially going through. It's almost like going through the jungle with like low hanging vines and webs and loud birds squeaking. And you're like kind of going through this like jungle of the interwebs. 
And uh, it's it can be a little bit unnerving, but I think that you just have to follow your heart. I'm doing all the research I can, and in many ways I feel like a fighter who's out here, and um, it's like, ding, 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 ding. Jesus, you're getting killed out there, kid. Listen, you're all cut up. You need to put your hands up. You need to put your hands up. Like, you create distance. Like, get away from that punch. You're getting killed. Uh, uh, so I, I realized after me running into this, uh-oh, all right, I've spent 11 months financing not just a record, but designing album covers, video, traveling, hotels, editing, mastering, sequencing, horn players, guitar players, bass players, drummers, producers, co-producing, executive producer, uh, photos, press photos, uh, online photos, commercials, making stuff for my socials, doing stuff for my stories on my Instagram, doing stuff and, and running three different Facebook accounts and Patreon and Instagram and being my own booking agent and tuning up my own guitar and being my own guitar tech and doing all this stuff. You turn around, you're like, ooh, um, man, my arms are tired, my legs are tired. I've been swimming across the channel here. So... Hopefully, for me to go on to my next project, which is my, my next book, like, okay, how do I harvest this and get this out to the world? And how do I recoup what I've put into my album? And that's the really scary thing. And this is the big, big issue. People, um, it's almost like fighting over oil. People like oil. I don't know. I put oil in my lawnmower. I put it in my car. People don't really realize that we're talking about gasoline, right? We're talking about the ability to like run our economies and our own lives. It's just got this kind of stock name oil. And I think that that's a weird thing about Spotify is it just Spotify done. That's, but people aren't really realizing they don't want to believe it. And I don't think a lot of artists want to believe it. In fact, I think the best option is if you want to be in a band, maybe it is just for shits and giggles. Maybe it's just for getting your kicks, go do a couple records, tour around, kiss some pretty girls, kiss some pretty boys, whatever you're into, play some songs, throw your voice out, sell some t-shirts, live your life dream, and it's over in approximately two records, 600 days, two years. It just doesn't seem right. It just seems strange to me that that's the model. But, I mean, to be fair, like, to take on these potholes in this road and this kind of incline and going up this mountain, one has to say that probably if you're just kind of keep yourself liquored up and out having having fun, like, that'd be a good way to not face the issue. But I look up to Billy Bragg. I look up to Jeff Tweedy. I look up to uh, John Prine, Emmylou Harris, and it's very funny in America. Like we, you know, I was talking with Eric about this from Augustine's last week, and he was saying, "Yeah, America's a funny place." In that, people are like, "Ugh, look at Madonna. God, she's trying to be twenty-five still." Ugh, and we just have this opinion that like if you are uh, a middle-aged or older artist, Cayetano Veloso, um, Javier Bardem, people don't seem to mind it in acting so much with males. I think so. There's a real weird throughout the mid-30s and mid-40s until you're kind of like in your silver years, Hollywood is kind of an asshole to women. I'll say it. I can say it. It's my podcast. And the same thing with rock and roll. It's like, look at the hives, right? You know, there's like this weird, you're either a legacy act, you know, or you're like kind of a, 
You look at uh, gorillas. These are all kind of like all-star guys. Or you're like an, an OG, like Van Morrison or something out playing. But like, if you decide to start a band at 39 or 45 or 51, people look at you funny like, what are you doing? And why the hell is it like that? Who is making up those rules? So I'm looking at it like, look, yes, I was in a band. Yes, I fronted two bands. Now I'm solo. What's the big deal? So I think I can handle all that. And I've got my record, and I actually have some other projects that I haven't um, announced yet. And I'm doing a lot of like pop-up stuff. I'm playing a festival in Scotland next week, as well as I am playing in Germany. So I'm, I'm busy. Um, but I do think that once people solve um, their own self-questioning and get out there and be brave and go and put out music into the world, we do have the, inter- the internet to figure out. Um, God... When we hearken back to the days of Friendster in 2003, and we put up our little weird face, our little little face on the web with our little name under it, and all of our likes, mountain biking, dogs, sunsets, how could we have ever known? How could we have ever known? Um, again, I said in my post earlier this week, in the spirit of David Bowie, That guy was so futuristic and he was talk. I've seen clips where he talked about the internet and he just said, I think it's going to go far beyond our wildest imagination for both good and bad. I think it will uh, far exceed all of our expectations and imaginations. And then some look at it this way. God, it used to be, it was getting towards $90 to take a cab to JFK in New York city. 90 so if you're taking a $150 flight down to Florida or something, you are paying $200 in cabs. That is gone. Uber has changed all that. Um, how many, I was just at a dodgy hotel in Spain. I came down, hot, Spain, August, went down to the, the desk, asked the lady, um, do you have air conditioning? It said you had air conditioning online and I, I'm renting a room for you. And she said, open a window (laughs) so these kind of like luxuries or these creature comforts like we can vet these dodgy hotels and these sketchy car rental places and these restaurants that you know it's a they're serving up roaches and they've got mice in the bathrooms and i have seen mice scuttle across the floor in new york city at a restaurant but now people can't get away with that but then you got to look at it in another way that like corporations are getting away with quite a bit. Um, is it me or whenever I watch Netflix, I can never fucking find anything. Is anybody having a tr- hard time finding good, good content on Netflix? I'm like, uh, I guess I go to the documentaries. I, not for nothing. Okay, what are you guys watching on, on Netflix? I'll tell you what I'm watching. Um, at the moment, I'm walking through the like a, a wasteland of documentaries but i really love comedy and i gotta say man there's a little i remember seinfeld from the 90s back when the world made sense just kidding seinfeld has a not his driving around coffee with seinfeld in his car that's just like some rich dude shit that's shit's annoying the documentary about him kind of making a comeback and doing a stand-up i was thinking about this guy sure rah 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 seinfeld he's kind of a quirky dude 
He dated a 17-year-old when he was 39. Uh, Shoshana Lonstein, I think was her name. That's kind of weird. He didn't ever catch any stick for that, or it didn't like sink his career. Uh, can you imagine? Um, can you imagine right now if uh, oh god, Bradley Cooper was dating a junior in high school? It'd ruin him. <laughs> but people got away with stuff. I don't know how we got it. I don't know. Anyway, but what's weird about Jerry Seinfeld is that. He worked clean. And not a lot of comedians work clean. And he made that work. And what I mean by working clean is he didn't swear. He never swore. So I don't know why he worked clean. I don't know why people work clean. But bless him. Good for them. That's great. But I just seeing being in 1980s, late 70s and 1980s New York where there was pimps, Drug pushers, gangs, bikers, tons of cocaine, Wall Street, um, people were getting mugged right and left. There was, you know, neighborhoods looked like bombed out villages. And like, here's this squeaky clean guy from Long Island working clean. And he's still relevant in some capacity, even if it's in the periphery. He's still relevant 30 years later. I just find that kind of fascinating. So... Um, I'm through my RFK stage. I went from MLK into John F. Kennedy into Bobby Kennedy, and I really enjoyed that, like restudying the 60s and the early 70s and the Vietnam conflict war. It's weird they call it a conflict. It was a damn war. Uh, and so I'm through it, and now I'm kind of just, you know, taking my mind off things at night. I want to let you know, yes, I'm, ta- I'm, I'm eating some leather out there as a boxer. I'm getting punched in the face. But isn't that part of my role? Isn't my, my role to, to go forward? Go, to go forward even in, in, in high winds and rains to like prevail and persevere? I mean, at least pe- that's, those are the people that I admire out in the world people have persevered so i'm going to keep persevering i got some um i got some ideas i'm working on i'm a busy boy yesterday i spent the afternoon working on my album art with a with a designer in manhattan and uh that is part one of that and our dear our dear friend needham the cameraman who worked on Rise and who went to me, with me to South America, he just left today. He went back to Baltimore. We were working on um, yet... We, so there was part one, part two, and part three. So we were working on part two. I'm going to leave it at that. And I'm really excited to see you, everybody who's coming out to Dunfermline, Scotland, and uh, Mönchengladbach. I get, I get a thumbs up for pronunciation today. Dunfermline? And Mönchengladbach can't keep a good man down. You cannot keep a good man down. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to walk around in the sun and sweat my plums off. And I'll be thinking of you, Fahrenheit, Celsius, 35, 95, bring it. You ain't seen the last of me. Here I come, eating leather. Love you guys. You've been listening to Onward with William McCarthy. Onward we go. Dark and dusty, the road is kind of rough. My good road is winding. 
city fire off. 